saw the, the voice of Cusco, David Spade, in my gas station, but none of us realized it was him, and he was just kind of standing in the way of everyone coming to check out. So expecting you to recognize him. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I'm just eating lunch at the the place next door. Don't mind me. And then he just stood there. And we were like, "Can we help you?" And then he left, and I was like, "Oh, I think that was David Spade." Stop <laughs> I think that was Cusco. <laughs> oh no, it started. Oh, yes. No. That's how you started. I didn't get to do my my way of starting it, which was Catherine. We're going to talk in our Swedish accent. No. I was going. To, and then you were going to do your Russian accent. It wasn't Russian. I it was, it was like Russian. No. kind of Hispanic. Oh yeah, you were gonna do As, Hispanic, and I was gonna do Russian. That's right. But I'm not gonna do it. No. Uh, you can if You'll you know me edit. in real life. I'll do it in real life. I'm not uh-huh. about to do it on a podcast. I said uh, a bad word earlier too. You should probably edit that out. Just, just did games. you? I, yeah, I did. They didn't know we were recording. <laughs> it's so fun. last episode, <laughs> I was like, who was I having a conversation with about like whether cussing was okay? And then I, like, went on YouTube, and I had, like, Father Mike Schmidt's, like, is swearing okay? I'm like, I didn't have a conversation with anyone. I just was watching, like, Father Mike Schmidt's videos. Mm-hmm. My own imaginary relationship. Well, welcome back, friends and listeners. Friends and listeners? Our listeners mm-hmm. are our friends. Yeah, most of them are. <laughs> I guess that was... We now problem. have 20, count them, 20 followers on Spotify. And I can't tell how many we have on Apple. We don't know how many on Apple. And we tried to name them all on Spotify, but we couldn't name 20 people who we knew listened. So we were pretty psyched about it. Yeah. (laughs) Also, this is the... (laughs) 11th? 9th, 10th, 11th episode. So we missed our big celebration of the 10th episode, but... It's technically our 12th episode. This is also the Feast of St. Agatha. Really? Have we... So there's two that aren't released right now. Yeah. Oh my god. So should we celebrate right now, guys? What should we do? Let's celebrate in like five seconds. What can we do? No. No, not today. Um, so this is our next episode. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> my fingertips off with those hard-boiled eggs. No, I didn't. Now but... you don't have fingerprints. Oh, right. Cool. I You're can commit so spy. many crimes. Just with your right hand, though, not yeah. your left. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So what's up, guys? How are you doing? It's Wednesday, in case anyone's wondering. It's what time? 2.34 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. The sun's out, gun's out. Oh, that was a bird. Mm-hmm. Catherine's um, just got a, a tattoo. bird in our office. I, I got a tattoo this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be gone next week because it's a temporary <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> but I like to look at people's faces when they think it's real. It's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Tate last night. Yep. All the life. applications are in for House of Bridget, Woo! so those yeah. interviews are next no, week. No, not all of them, but... <laughs> Most of them are in. Okay, that is a detail. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, It's a boring detail. And so Maddie's leaving us on Monday. I am going to go interview some some people. It's been been good working with you, Maddie. I've I've really enjoyed these past six months, actually. She's not dying and she's not leaving. Wait, is is Father Father Bill and Maddie not leaving? Okay, everyone in the parish is confused because Father Bill announced (laughs) that his... Um, you know, predecessor, not predecessor, his successor. his successor is Father Gary, he's coming in July, but people aren't listening to the he's coming in July detail, oh, fudge <laughs> nuggets, gosh darn it, but it, 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 was was fine. it was fine, it was fine, it's still recording, his um, successor is coming in July, but they're not listening to that tiny detail, so multiple times all of us have gotten questions like, oh, so when, when is Father Bill leaving? And we're all like, oh, he's leaving, you know, a week from Sunday for the Holy Land for a week. But then he's coming back. Until, yeah, a week you know, later. July. Yeah. He's only gone a week. But we're, like, just, like, not processing that. Right. So a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, he's going to the Holy Land, and then he's gone. And we're like, what? No. No, he's coming back. He's leaving forever. It's a like conversation I had where someone was like, because um, I was talking about how many people are going to be in and out of the office, and I was like, oh, there's going to be, you know, a week with just um, Catherine and Steve and Shane, and she was like, where's Father Bill going? I was like, oh, the Holy Land, and she was like, oh, so when is his replacement coming? And I was like, July, and she was like, we're not going to have a priest until July? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. We need to start just saying like, yes. <laughs> See how yeah. Do. Tell everyone a different <laughs> answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just like awkward pause. No, that was intentional. What else? Um, 
What else is up? I have been, what's going on in the parish? We have Tim O'Malley coming next week on Wednesday. It's an exciting yeah, guest speaker from Notre Dame. I've been sh- sh- or sharing the news like wildfire, like sending it to every person I think would be interested, because I'm super hyped yeah. for this talk. I'm going to really try to sell it this weekend. Yeah. If you're listening now and it's already happened, we might have it online on our Facebook page <laughs> to go watch again, so I highly recommend it. No, no. very disappointed I will be in the United States when mm. that talk is happening. So, well, I'll probably watch it on Facebook. Yeah, live stream. Yeah. Hopefully the live stream works as well. Shout out to Facebook for, for always never, failing. For never working. <laughs> um, Facebook, sponsor us. Please don't, actually. Don't. I don't want uh, your sponsors. Free real estate. Um, what else? Yeah, that's that. There's other things sorry. going on. Maddie's chair. What are we talking about today, Maddie? What's our topic? Miwadi. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's see how many episodes we can talk about me watching. I didn't forget, guys. I'm setting you up. No, did she? No, no, I know. I didn't. No, we're talking about childhood parishes. The parish, our home parishes that we grew up in. That's right. Our hometown parish, yeah. Hometown parish. Woo! We are all from different parts of the country. And different experiences. Um, and had different, I don't know. The United States is so big. I think, it's like, weird. the different parts of it are very, like, culturally different. Which is funny, because I would always say, like, the U.S. is really culturally homogenous, but I feel like you're right. There are a lot of differences we don't always see, especially in, like, I don't know, your high school not having hallways, as far as mine had to. Things like that. Yeah, my high school didn't have hallways. Yeah, it's, it's like a weather thing, though. Exactly. I mean, we had hallways. They're outside. But it was all, just our the all our buildings were detached. the world. The world was your hallway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the buildings were detached. Yes. We didn't have a cafeteria. Exactly. We all ate outside. Wow, really? What did you do when it rained? And you sat inside on the ground. Oh my gosh, this is weird. Okay. We had three places we could eat lunch, and that was the grotto or the courtyard. Those grotto. two were outside, mm. and then... Um, the gym, which was inside. Yeah. And, yeah, also, our hallways were, like, on the outside of the building, mm-hmm. so. Mm. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I guess Denver's all just, like, stay inside as much as you can. It snows, what, 12 months out of the year there? Pretty much. <laughs> um, that was no, that's a not true. attempt at a joke. It was a joke. Um, so, should we start in the center of the country? Colorado, where you're <laughs> from, Shane? I think, you mean Iowa? <laughs> um, no, no, we're not Colorado. making that joke. Um, <laughs> we're not talking about Iowa at all. Stop talking about Iowa. <laughs> Iowa is off the table. you guys have against Iowa. It's a great state. They don't call it 10 inches okay, of topsoil. Okay, you're soil. from Colorado. So, Diocese from, of Denver. No, let me correct you there. Diocese of Colorado Springs. Thank you. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, and you keep just I'm staring at me to... silently, and I don't know why so you're doing this funny. to me. Shane fighting? and I, I'm trying to go on. Shane and, and I are you like an old married couple who didn't really want to get married? In the I first just place. left and boiled <laughs> eggs today because you guys were fighting about um what what it means for something to be overrated. I didn't yeah. think that was a fight. I thought it was a fun discussion. But... <laughs> no, it was. Anyway, I, I still care. Now y'all are fighting about whether or not it was even a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like I just said, don't want to be those combative. That's all. But I care about you guys. So let's. Uh, We're okay. gonna move past this <laughs> community. Guys, this, this is why we do this podcast. You get a peek into community life. Just cut this out. So you're from oh. Colorado. No, they have I'm, to know. No, this is how we deal with our problems. Fine. This is content. <laughs> I this let, is let content? me tell you my story. Okay, I'm ready. So. Oh, I was gonna ask you questions. Oh, okay. So you can, Go ahead. You can answer the them. So you're from Colorado Springs. Do you say Colorado or Colorado? I say Colorado, um, but some people will insist like it's Colorado, but I hear more Colorado where I'm from. Colorado. That sounds I very Colorado. Yeah. I hear more local say Rado, but Colorado. Hey, that made so much noise. Stop doing that. Okay. And so were you born? In there? No. <laughs> in there? Can I just tell a story? <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you questions. <laughs> okay. Let no, me I'm ask questions. This is in interaction. Maryland, near Baltimore. You learn something new every day. So you're a yeah, Ravens I fan. No. I didn't know that. Not a Ravens fan. You should have saved that. <laughs> what? For a two truths and a lie or you something. You asked me a question. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> True. You were born in Maryland, Maryland, as they say here, yes. and then you moved to Colorado. When I was one years old. Okay. One so year old. Fond so memory from Colorado. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. Tell us about your home parish. 
what's its name? What's its... So my, the name of my home parish is Ave Maria Catholic Parish, and it's in the Diocese of Colorado Springs, but I live in the suburbs of Denver. So the Diocese of Colorado Springs uh, skirts the edge of Denver on the north side, um, and I live like literally at the furthest extent possible for that diocese. And so all of my friends, everyone else I knew was in the Diocese of Denver, but I was in the one one or two parishes up there that were down in the other one. Was that really a divide you felt? In like... a weird way, just because, like, I went to school, at like, high school in the Denver Diocese, and they had, you know, and during Mass, they prayed for different people, they prayed for different bishop. Oh, that's true, um, yeah. And there was a different culture, in a way, to it. Um, but also just, like, there was just so much more connections in the Denver Diocese to, like... Um, what you, whatchamacallits, like, monasteries or religious orders or, or the seminary downtown because it was the archdiocese. Yeah, I was Whereas Cardiff Springs is just a smaller diocese that was more about the, like, smaller parishes. Yeah, because Denver's the capital. No, what's your capital? Yeah, of Colorado. So it's huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though. I, I learned some facts about my diocese recently. Um, the, the one that really interested me is that there's only ever been two bishops in my diocese. I didn't know that. And one of them has been a bishop since 2003, so, like, forever. But, um, because it wasn't made a diocese till after Vatican II by John Paul II. Or was it? Yeah, it might have been John Paul II. If not him, it was sometime in the... Sometime after Vatican II, maybe a little before him. But either way. Um, so was the whole a state a diocese before that? Either that, or it was just Denver and Puebla, which are the other two. But I, either way, uh, it might have, it was less and then it became more. And so it's kind of what funny. What year did JP2 go to Denver? For World Youth Day, which was 93, like, I think. So, hmm. hmm. I don't know why I brought that up, but I did. <laughs> Continue. Anyways, um, yeah, my parish was interesting. It's in a, ni- I, I, we had like a 90s church. It was built in the 90s. Mm. Um very kind of like plain stereotypically like what do you what you would call it like like almost you know how there's a lot of churches in america that are like circle churches in a yeah. way it, it was like kind of like that but it pulled back a little bit where the chairs still curve around but the building itself is pointed mm-hmm. in one direction yeah. um and there was a school attached to it as well where i was one of the first classes to go through i was like the second class ever i think so it, it was a pretty new parish um, in a town that was originally 16,000, now it's 60,000, so it was a growing town. Was it kindergarten through eighth? That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I realized was a bit different, too, is um, a lot of the priests I knew and teachers we had, or just connections to our parish, were a lot of ex-military people, or just related to military people. And I guess that's because Colorado Springs does have uh, many military bases there, from the Air Force Academy to Fort Carson. Um, and so there's, there were just a lot of people that had kind of like, um, exited out of that life and into the priesthood and stuff. Um, so for one funny thing was that, I don't know if you guys at schools ever did this, but when one year during my Catholic education there, they just brought over an Apache helicopter and landed it in the school field and were like, Hey kids, come, come look at it. (laughs) If that makes sense. (laughs) What's an Apache helicopter versus a a regular one? It's a military attack helicopter. So it's like a, a pretty big weapon i guess but yeah but it was impressive like it was really fun as kids but it just seemed like there was always a lot of military connection in our mm-hmm. our parish but anyways because what air force is in the springs yeah that's right yeah it was a good school um it definitely was growing as like they were building on the second floor and wings over the whole time i was there they eventually built the gymnasium after i left um but it was a really young parish overall lots of families and kids um it's even to this day which is a good thing, I suppose, more than not. Um, but the one thing that is a bit different than parishes here is that it was also a very, like, private one, where um, after Mass and weekend events, unless you were one of those families that was part of youth group and every event ever at the church, people just, like, left. So I'd say, like, 90% of people that go to weekend Mass just didn't really, like, know each other at all, which mm-hmm. is kind of a weird thing, you know? They only see each other for that hour, and then they go straight home. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of interaction between the parish and the school then, you'd say? Um, I mean, in terms of the priests, yes. Um, but in terms of, like, a lot of the kids that went to that school didn't even go to that parish on the weekends because they oh, lived cool. in other places or their families weren't into that or whatever. And so it, it, they were pretty separate, I'd say, overall. What's your fondest memory from going to school there? 
Or, you know, being part of the parish there That's a good question. when you were a kid. Especially, I I think, when you're, like, going to school there every day, mm-hmm. and then you're there on mm-hmm. Sunday. You're there so much. Totally. I really loved, anytime we did, like, a festival sort of thing, so, like, Field Day was big, or they had a, the Cakewalk Festival where, like, I don't know if you guys had Cakewalks. Yeah, we did. But, mm-hmm. Okay. What's your definition Those of Field Day, though? So ours was um, where they just had a lot of different events that initially were competitive. It was like, oh, kids, aim for first in football throw or like hula hooping or something. And you got to do that all day instead of going to class. Um, but then it eventually kind of got changed into like team events without, without winners and losers. It was just like for fun. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of how ours was. It was towards the end of the school yeah, year. Yeah, right at the end of the school year. Yeah. We had, like, the blue team and the gold team because those were our colors. <laughs> and um, the whole school would be divided. And so it would be, like, I think each class would get assigned a color, but you were always, like, against the other class in your grade. And then either that or they, like, mixed it up entirely. I don't remember. And mm-hmm. then, then at the end, they would, like, total up all the points of all the events you had won. And then it, they would announce blue or gold team. Well, that's another question then. Did you have one class per grade or did you have multiple? Because Maddie just said two and that's Mm -hmm. like crazy to me. It's very depending on the size, but on average two. Um, That's so big. Yeah. Like, so is it like 25 per class ish? mm -hmm. 25 to 30. And so uh, it was pretty big. Yeah. Later on, it got smaller as kids started to trickle into other middle schools Mm -hmm. um, before high school. But it was mostly that size. We had some, like, I don't want to call people out, but we had some notorious teachers that, I'm sure you guys have had, like, oh, Miss So-and-so who, like, did this, but we had some who, like, would use dog clickers to, like, try to get the kids' attention. Does that make sense? What? Yeah. <laughs> so she became notorious. What's a dog clicker? Uh, they're things that you use to train dogs, like, in a Pavlovian way, like, two clicks, you do this trick, four clicks, mm-hmm. you do this trick. But she would use it to try and quiet the class because she had a bunch of dogs did that she work? cared for at home. No, no, kids would, like... I don't know, almost, like, found it too funny to to, yeah. to follow. What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah, we had a really nice parish priest when I was young um, named Father Don Brownstein. Um, and he was another ex-military guy. But he he was known for always wearing black Crocs to Mass so that it looked like he was dressing up because he could barely see them under his robe. But it was clearly Crocs. And then, too, he was the kind of priest that didn't like to give homilies outright per se he would just like walk around the room and and ask people questions about the readings and sort of just like play it off the cuff which i see you're shaking your head at because it's not head. it's really not the best form of homily but as a kid Especially for i thought it was kids, cool yeah. but <laughs> yeah i think i was just like i don't know i don't know what to say but i, d- I was happier uh i'm happier now without that if that makes sense like sure. as an adult <laughs> Do you still go there when you go back home? I do, because our parishes are really spread out. I don't know about you guys, but everyone is at least a 15 to 30 minute drive away from the next one, unless you're in downtown or an old part of the city. Um, and so it just would be less feasible to go to any, any other parish. Um, even That's if, interesting. There's some people who do parish hopping and try to find their favorite one, but you really have to go out of your way. Some people go to Loretto, which is in Aurora. Does that differ from your guys' experience in many ways? I mentioned how most of mine were American ex-military priests and regular civilians, but a lot of ex-military. Yeah, I think it's going to... I just um, kind of, when I was trying to collect my thoughts, my points are a little different. Hmm. Yeah. Just because, like, the... I don't know how to say it. Like, just people's ethnicities where I live everyone is so diverse and I didn't realize mm-hmm. how diverse it was until I moved away mm-hmm. like you have a lot of like bilingual masses and stuff well there's two Spanish masses a weekend mm-hmm. four English one Vietnamese wow and I know like the parish over from us has Portuguese and like mm-hmm. that's impressive it's just I don't know and it was like so normal to me yeah. growing up that like I don't know we had one Spanish a weekend or, like, all my parish priests growing up, besides one, maybe two, um, were, like, missionary priests. So, like, yeah. my... Yeah, wow. Well, I guess Father Coy, our pastor, he was from t- Vietnam, but his family moved to Texas. But he had, like, a very heavy accent, so it was hard to understand him, and he really had to focus. And, like, uh, their priest was... There's a lot of... Fil- there's a huge Filipino community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then people who speak... Spanish right now our pastor's father Ernesto he's like a younger guy um who speaks English pretty well but like growing up when you have to like really let li- we had to listen so hard because people's accents were so hard to understand and that's why 
people will parish hop in my town because you're like trying to find, trying to find somebody the priest you can understand the best. Or like, that. okay, that. if the priest's coming from Africa, like you just feel for him because you're like, oh, that would be so hard to go to another like continent and try to preach in that language and we would feel for him but it was always so hard sometimes or you know it was like the stereotypical when the priest starts with a like a joke for the homily (laughs) and it just doesn't quite hit (laughs) but someone gives him a pity laugh and then you're like oh but besides that I had a I had a similar experience with like the parish and school being so intertwined. I still have siblings at the school that I went to and it's changed a lot and that's it's been interesting to see how it's changed but I had a great experience. I went I was born um, near Fresno, California and then when I was six months my parents moved to Modesto and they joined this parish, Our Lady Fatima, so it was where I was baptized and I went to K through eight. My brothers in seventh my youngest brother's in seventh grade there, so we're almost done been there for 20 years but I loved it like and I didn't realize how good we had it like to see your friends at church and then see them at school and then be able to be in choir and like we had what was called community Sundays after like one Sunday a month donuts with right? donuts oh, yeah. and like the kids would just <laughs> run around like men men and then the parents would like talk or there's this one family that my parents always talked to we always sat near them on the right side of the yeah, church friends. in the front. Yeah. It's the Foresters. And it was funny because, like, as both of our families grew, like, we couldn't all share a pew anymore. So we had to <laughs> kind of expand. And we'd go out to the parking lot, and my parents would talk to Dr. and Mrs. Forrester, and we would just, like, play. And then the next Mass would come. So, every, like, all these new people were coming, and then that Mass would end, so everyone would leave, and we're still standing in the parking lot, like, come on, Mom and Dad, we want to go. We're hungry, or... I don't know. At the time, it was annoying, but now it's it was a good way to grow up. What else? So, uh, my home parish is called Our Lady of Fatima, mm, named nice. after Our Lady of Fatima yeah. <laughs> in Portugal. And I was looking it up, and so we were used to be part of the Archdiocese of San Francisco. We're not anymore. I don't know when that changed. We're the Diocese of Stockton. <laughs> but the bishop saw Modesto's growth, so they're like, we should open another parish there. There was only St. Stanislaus, um, which had been there for, like, since 1881, they said. I didn't realize people had been in Modesto that long. (laughs) Um, So they started in, like, this parish hall, then they raised a bunch of money, which I thought was cool, and then in 1951, no, 54, they built the church. Um, And it's kind of... Um, super ugly (laughs) and it's just like really bare and you walk in and it kind of what I it's the shape and feeling inside of what I would imagine Noah's Ark would be inside which is kind of big and like a box interesting yeah and online it said it can fit 750 people in there which I don't know that seems like a lot (laughs) um has that it's like there's no like statues around it's all very like modern and very baptismal it's so plain and but there's this cool um like it kind of looks like a big loaf of bread is like the focal point and on the back is all these words and it's from different gospels and Mm. so growing up when you're like sitting there you're like staring at the altar trying to figure out what it says and i remember one of my my sixth grade teacher it was behind the altar it wasn't the altar okay the altar was just like this big stone so what i imagine aslan was killed (laughs) on in line the witch (laughs) wardrobe yeah if you've seen that movie that's Mm kind of what it looks like did you have any stained glass too or no we had stained glass on the sides but it was also very modern yeah we had very simple stained glass yeah and then we had like these i don't know they weren't statues flat metal things that were on the wall of mary on one side and then joseph on the other icons kind of they weren't really icons though they're super modern once again curious green carpet because like every good church has green carpet right green or red i feel i know i'm joking because newman has green carpet (laughs) (laughs) it's not good don't ever do it yeah I don't know who decided that was cool. We had a choir loft. We got a new organ when I was in, like, third or fourth grade. Um, Is it a real organ? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. 
We that... have so we have four parishes in my town, mm-hmm. um, and then we also have like a cloistered convent. Oh, cool! And I wish we had one. But like, yeah, it's right next to the high school that I went to. Mm-hmm. So we would visit them. Let me see what else I wrote here. According to our website, we got a lot going on, but I was like, someone who was part of that parish for a long time, I don't know how much of this actually goes on. I wanted to figure out why it was named Our Lady of Fatima, Mm -hmm. and so I couldn't find it, but I'm going to make up the reason is there's a huge Portuguese community in Turlock, the the town right next door. They're all from the Azores. Do you guys know where that is? It's yeah. like it's an island. this tiny, right. tiny little island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean that's okay. part of Portugal. And it's yeah. super cool because like <clears throat> a bunch of them happen to immigrate to Turlock. So yeah. I, I feel like it's just maybe they love Portugal <laughs> and Our Lady Fatima. It's not a bad guess, honestly. Um, did you guys have a cry room in your church? I know unfortunately, we, we did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought a fun fact was that one of the principals of the school in 1984 was Sister Genevra, oh, yeah. um, who was a Holy Cross sister. 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 Yeah, Genevra is what it said. It might be wrong. Okay, I see. Yeah, Genevra. Genevra? Yeah. She's a Holy Cross sister, and do you know who the Holy Cross sisters, what they founded? The college I went to, St. Mary's. So I thought that was kind of cool. Crazy. Yeah. That they went all the way to Modesto. Small world. Yeah. So that's my home parish. Sometimes my family still goes there. And sometimes they go to um, St. Joe's, which is another parish, because my grandma likes to go there. Mm. And so we take her to Mass there. And sometimes we go to Holy Family, because Holy Family is, like, super close to our house. Yeah. That was just started, like, 15 years ago, though, so... Oh, so it's brand new. Yeah, it's... It, they don't have a physical church building yet. They uh, just, like, rent out this big space. Okay. So, yeah, there's a bunch of different places to go, so... Interesting. Did you guys have good music there? I forgot to mention our music, too. At Fatima, we did... Um, Beth Holton was our music director for a while. She's great. And then she, she stopped when I... I think when I was in eighth grade, but she still, her husband helped with stuff at the mm-hmm. choir that I was in. And then um, in high school, uh, a lady named Helen Roddy, Mrs. Roddy, she took over. And then once I graduated high school, Mrs. Roddy left. So it kind of, I don't know, it was just different. Um, it's just the classic, like, we use uh, organ choral press, is that what it is? OCP, mm-hmm. breaking bread and... No, classics like David Haas and Marty Hagen and Bernadette. And I don't think Steve's music was an OCP, really. No. So We don't have it at ours, either. I didn't really know him. But now I know him. <laughs> what about you, Maddie? Well, um, my home parish, St. Peter the Apostle. It's on Wilmington Island in Savannah, Georgia. What? No, I was just thinking how yesterday you oh, were yeah. like, they have this whole explanation on, was it like, it was like which a, Peter it is? Well, no, it was like our patron, and then like had a whole lot of information about like who Peter was, yeah, and I was like, I feel like people know who Peter the Apostle is. The Apostle? Yeah. yeah. Most masculine Catholics would know. Yeah. Um, he's a main character, I'd say. He, he is. He's, Not a main character, but like, he's, 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 supporting actor. he's really there he'd get an oscar for supporting they like on the page they like mention all of his appearances in the bible so whoa so it's a lot right (laughs) yeah (laughs) like hundreds yeah well i mean they they mention the big ones like betraying jesus and stuff so (laughs) like betraying no not betraying sorry he didn't betray jesus no he he denied 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 jesus Jesus. close yeah um but not the same yeah, so I was born in Savannah and mm-hmm. raised there, and we moved to Wilmington Island when I was about five, and I we started going to St. Peter's. My Aunt Mary, who's my mom's sister, and my Aunt Jane, who's my, uh, my mom's sister-in-law, so my bloodless aunt, or whatever you want to call, call her, she's just my aunt, but... Um, 
<laughs> my aunt Jane. I know. I'm just glad you used that perfectly. Yeah. Like it, yep. it, it, it applies so well. It it does not. But I wish it, you could like hear it, my it, eyes rolling right now. <laughs> I've heard it being used more and more in common parlance. Just saying. It's just among us. No, yeah, as no, a joke. I heard it among other people too. Who? Uh, the Conroys. Who uh, listen to this podcast. Well, yes, it's only people who've heard this <laughs> podcast, of course. Okay. But, but they're using it when I'm not there. Who, who else? <laughs> um, they're relatives. So, like, the Burns, Ryan and Maria, and Adam have been using it. <laughs> anyway. Um, right. So, my two aunts taught there. And... Um, at the, at the school that's attached. And it was, you know, a five-minute drive from our house. And... So we started going there for, for the connections um, that were there, and I couldn't enroll in the preschool because it was full um, that year, but I enrolled, yeah, I enrolled in the um, kindergarten the next year my mom enrolled me. I didn't enroll myself, I was five. That'd be so um, cool. <laughs> um, And so I went to the school from kindergarten to eighth grade, um, and... I'm trying to think about what else. Um, How big was your school? Oh, I can't answer that. I don't know. But there Um, were two classes for each grade? Yeah, it's gotten a lot smaller since I've left. Um, Because I don't know any schools in our diocese that have two classes per grade. Yeah. It was mostly, um, most all of them had two classes per grade. Um, Mm. There were some in our diocese that weren't as big. um, And, like, one that was bigger. Mm -hmm. Um... And the one of the smaller ones closed down at this point. Yeah. Um, two of them actually have closed down. Um, one is on the island I currently live on, um, and that that closed and became like a charter school instead, oh. um, like a public charter school. But yeah, so St. Peter's was sort of the middle size. There was like Blessed Sacrament, which I think was a little bigger, and that was like sort of in town. And then um, St. James, which was on the south side of town, and um, that was probably about the same size as St. Peter's, and there's Cabrini, and then St. Michael's, and those are both closed now. That's kind um, of yeah, yeah, and they were all parochial schools, um, and they would have all been grade schools. We only have two Catholic high schools, a girl school and a boy school. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so St. Peter's would have been about the the middle, like middle size school. Um, and yeah, we would have had like maybe 25 people per class. And um, were you diocese? What's your diocese? Savannah? Diocese of Savannah. Yeah, okay. there are two dioceses in Georgia, and it's Atlanta and Savannah. And we just kind of split the state in half. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there aren't many Catholic churches outside of the cities of Savannah and yeah. Atlanta. Hmm. Um, so my aunt works in the diocese, and there's uh, like the office, which is in Savannah, and she like. I, I would know where all of the parishes are under their jurisdiction, except for one that she mentioned, which I think is, like, you know, a couple hours away from Savannah. Um, but that's really the only, like, oddball out. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't, I don't know why we have this one parish. It's, <laughs> it's like, not close to like any... The rural people. Yeah, it's, like, not close to anything else um, that's under the, the diocese. Um, let's see. Uh, my parish... See, from what you guys, or at least Shane, you were saying, my parish was, like, super connected to the school um, when I was growing up, and we were, like, always over in the church, and, you know, I I graduated in the church from eighth grade, and um, we had monthly masses that we would go over, like, I celebrated all the sacraments in that church, and um, we were, we had, like, our teachers would have, like, let us in that, you know, um, like, when we got to the proper time for sacraments, first communion and confirmation and all of that, um, and, yeah, we were always encouraged to, like, sing in the, the children's choir on Sundays, and, um, we would, you know, be encouraged to be, like, lectors and altar servers and things like that. I was an altar server, (laughs) for a long time, and then I was a lector when I was old enough. Um, I think I had to be like 12 or 13 or something mm-hmm. before I could start. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the priests were always very involved, um, at least the first priest that was there, um, who's Father O'Brien, who I talk about sometimes, 
because we're still friends and I get dinner with him every time I'm in Savannah. Um, but he was the pastor for the majority of my time growing up in that parish and people loved him. He's from Cork, um, Ireland, and so he's got a very nice accent. Um, <laughs> And a lot of people can't understand him, but um, yeah. I know why. Yeah. when I say this guy is like, I don't know, people call him the um, president of Savannah because everyone <laughs> like loves that. him. He's like always, he's always involved in like the St. Patrick's Day committee stuff. Don't read my notes. <laughs> that was Shane reading her notes. <laughs> you punched my notes earlier. <laughs> Go ahead. I did, but you were mm. their paper. Those are banned. Yeah, paper's banned, Shane. Um, Computers aren't banned. Yeah. I wasn't moving it. You moved the paper. Continue, Maddie. Anyway, yeah. Why did you it? What just happened? Um, yeah, people call him, or like the unofficial mayor of Savannah. Um, Wait, president or mayor? People will call him both. Oh my yeah, gosh, like people, that's so great. You know, everyone just loves him, and you can't walk five feet with him. Like, we'll go out to dinner, and like three people will, you know, mm. come up to our table um, in the course of an hour and a half, you yeah. know, and be like, hello, you know, remember me? And he like doesn't remember half of them, but he'll be like, yeah, of course I remember, you know. Yeah. Um, but he was the police chaplain for a long time, too, and so. Oh, he, no. Cut this out. Hello. Hi, this is just a break, the intermission really. This is Catherine speaking and here's Shane. Hi, it's Shane. So we're gonna reenact the phone call because it's boring, so we're gonna reenact it. Ring ring. Hi Shane. Beep boop beep. This is a robot. Press one for more information. Oh yeah, so someone called and they would like to um you know, there's an on fire garbage can outside and they would like they would like just hob to come out and give it tea and biscuits. Do you think that's something you could do? I'm sorry. Did you say tea and crimpets or tea and biscuits? Tea and biscuits, yeah. Just if you guys could stay here till about 10 p.m. and then lock up and, you know, install Forwarding new... you onto another caller. Oh, okay. Thank... Could you do that? I'm really busy right now. Um, Can I... Can I actually schedule a wedding for September? Hello, uh, hello? this is Shane speaking. Hi, sorry. Hi, hi. I was just hoping to schedule a wedding. Oh, well, I can pencil you in for 2022. How does that sound? No, I would actually like September 2030. Oh, well, I'll check our at diary. At 11.30, if that's possible. We only do a one o'clock weddings and weekdays. Mm, sorry. It's not going to work yeah. for me. Sorry. Okay. One o'clock a.m., by Bummer, the way. Dude. Yeah, okay. He was a police chaplain for a really t long time, and he also was sort of like a counselor at my high school, which is an all-girls high school. He would come in once a week and just, like, sit up in um, the convent area, and um, they would announce that, you know, Father O'Brien was there, and you could go bring whatever to him, you know, and he would, like, specifically ask for girls, like, if a parent had died or if... Um, like someone in their family had passed away or he knew that they were struggling with someone, he would um, pull them out of class. And, and um, so like he knew everyone or still knows everyone in Savannah and was the grand marshal of the St. Patrick's Day parade a couple of times. He's always on the St. Patrick's Day committee. And for those of you who don't know, Savannah has, I think the second largest um, St. Patrick's Day celebration outside of Ireland. It's like after Boston, I think, um, in terms of how big the parade is. So it's a big deal. Um, and he was also just super involved at the school um, when I was growing up. And uh, he would take the eighth graders on a big ski trip every year. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. A ski trip? A ski trip, yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know, because he retired before I... Um, oh was an eighth grade going but no um but he would take them you know he would like make sure he was just super involved with everything that the that the school did yeah. um and he also raised a bunch of money to build a new parish center um and so they built that um when I was you know really young and that was the coolest thing because there was like a new gym that we could like mm -hmm. play all our sports games in wait we got a new gym when i was in sixth yeah. grade when how old were you oh, i was probably like third grade oh, 
Yeah. Was it, like, super exciting when they were building it, too? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were, like, lost our minds. It was so exciting because it was right next to the playground, too, so mm-hmm. we would, like, go watch them yeah, same. build. Yeah, That's what we do during recess is yeah. watch the people build. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, and so he, like, led that initiative. And um, then he retired probably when I was – and I – gonna put retired in quotation marks because he mm-hmm. still is so busy all the time just all the time and he's still like answering calls for I don't know I don't think I don't think the man sleeps um he's just always busy he's always doing weddings and you know we're friends because still because he asked me um you know he had Parkinson's and I also served a funeral with him once and he told me that um like I had very steady hands you know and he like felt like we could communicate really well so I started um going with him to all of the weddings that he had to officiate um and altar serving for them and so that's how we like became friends you know I did that all through high school um from like maybe fifth grade through my senior year um but he retired when I was in fourth grade and that was a huge hit um because everyone just adored him um and, um, so then Monsignor Costigan came in, um, and honestly, like, those shoes were impossibly big to fill. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people left. Uh, Monsignor Costigan, I think, is from somewhere in County Dublin, um, mm. but he's also Irish. I think he's retired now. Um, but yeah, so that that was a really hard adjustment for everyone. And we also got um, Father Marius, who... So Monsignor Costing was the pastor, and then Father Marius was the other priest there. Um, he's Polish. Really, really nice. Um, Monsignor Costigan was not as involved in the school as Father O'Brien was, which was another like hard thing for my parish and the school to handle. But Father Marius was always really involved and really liked you know hanging around the kids. And um, the cool thing about him was he was apparently in the process of learning English when he got sent to the U.S. And the Mm -hmm. bishop, um, he was, you know, in the process, and the bishop was like, all right, you're going to transfer over to the the seminary over here in Georgia. And he was like, I can't, like, I can't speak English. And they just, like, didn't give him an option and, like, sent him here anyway. And so he talked about, like, having to write papers when he was in the seminary. He just had to write it all in Polish and then go through with, like, an English dictionary and just, you know, translate word by word, which... Mm you know, I think was very stressful so for him. Um, at some point he got transferred and put somewhere else and we got Father John, who is Vietnamese. Um, I don't remember a lot about him because that was like sort of around the time where we st- didn't go to Mass as frequently. Um, but yeah, he, he came around the time I like went to high school. Um, he was also very nice. The only thing I really remember about him is he, um, was in adoration once and had like, um, like saw Jesus in the, in the host Mm -hmm. and would always like pass around this picture for us to look at, um, and talk about like the importance of adoration and everything. Um, I, I could not see Jesus's face in the host, but he, you know, clearly had a really incredible experience that he wanted to share with everyone. Um, yeah, my aunts still teach at that school. So did you have one of your aunts as your teacher ever or no? So, um, I had my Aunt Jane for preschool at a different school. And then we both moved to St. Peter's at the same time. But I never had my Aunt Mary, um, who is my mom's sister. Was that on Um, purpose? Yeah, they put put me in the... Well, now I'm trying to think. She might have been... No, yeah, they put me in the opposite class. Um, I couldn't remember if she was maybe teaching a younger class, and I just you know, yeah, never had the opportunity. Her, yeah. But um, no, I think they must have put me in a different class than her, and they wouldn't have put me in my aunt Jane's class if um, you know I. There was only one class at the preschool I went to, so it was mm-hmm. the only option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they still teach there. I am friends with a lot of my elementary school teachers on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I keep up with them fairly regularly, more regularly than I would keep up with my um, high school teachers, mostly because, I mean, my aunts, those are like all my aunt's friends, so I see them all the time when I'm home. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to tell you. Oh, um, Monsignor Costigan, like, renovated the church when I, like, after I graduated, and so I haven't really... I don't really know what it looks like anymore. It, it used yeah. to be, you know, like dark red carpeting and 
um, I think they like put a lot of tile in and it's like not as much carpeting. It's like brighter. Mm. Um, but you know, the like parish I grew up in like isn't really there. So, um, it's a lot different than what it was. And I think, you know, a ton of people left after father O'Brien left. Mm. Um, and a lot of people left the school too. So it's a lot, the school's a lot smaller. Um, it's just hard when, um, because father O'Brien was there from the beginning of the church and I pulled up their page to see when that was. Um, let's see, Nativity of Our Lord Parish, that's, was established as a mission parish in 1937, and that was, like, in a different part of town, um, because of the growth of the islands area, a need for a new church was recognized. In 1989, permission to build St. Peter the Apostle Church on the grounds adjacent to the school on Wilmington Island was given, um, by the bishop. St. Peter the Apostle Church was dedicated on October 14th, 1990. On August 4th, 1993, Bishop Lassard officially established St. Peter the Apostle as a new parish independent from Nativity of Our Lord Parish. So Nativity still exists, but it's, you know, not the same. It was at this time that the school name was changed to St. Peter the Apostle School. And Father O'Brien was there Mm -hmm. when it it was moved from Nativity to, Mm -hmm. um, he like, I'm pretty sure followed it. I think he was the pastor at Nativity. And then... um, followed it to the islands when it when it was established there and so I just think you know he must have retired in the like late 2000s and that was just you know really really hard for parishioners and he also it's not like he moved parishes he retired yeah so uh, it's not like a bunch of people followed him um I think a lot of people were just you know like, oh man, now Father Ryan's gone, I don't know where to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I currently go to St. Michael's when I'm home, which is um, the really small parish on Tybee Island, which is where my mom moved after I graduated high school. It's really, it's like a 15-minute drive from my childhood home. It's like not like we moved cities, mm-hmm. but um, it's, the parish is within a five-minute walk um, from yeah, my house. Nice. So That's it's really nice, yeah. It's nice when I can just, you know, get out of bed and, like, walk <laughs> to church. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why I go there now. Um, so I haven't been back to St. Peter's in a while except to, to visit the school um, when I've had to, like, bring my aunt yeah. things. Or um, I, like, nanny kids over the summer who um, went to the school and, you know, so brought them there to take their AR tests and yeah. everything. And I think it's really interesting because I... Um, we seem to all have a very similar definition of what a parish is because we grew up in going to Catholic school for like K through eight, at least that was connected to a church. And that's always been my definition of like, that's a parish, like parish life is going back and forth and you have your religious education and your donuts after Sunday. During my house of Bridget interview, Father Dennis, who lives in Wexford, who I worked with last year, he asked during my interview, I don't know if everyone else's. He said, what is your definition of a parish? And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I, I gave. I gave, like, yeah. the, the both, and you go back and forth. But it's um, rare if not, like, not even a thing here to have a school connected to a parish like that where it's kind of all on the same campus, mm-hmm. you know? Like, in yeah. Wexford, the kids would walk through the neighborhood. Like, that's crazy to me that yeah. you wouldn't just walk, you know, I don't know, 10 feet past the gym to go to the church and mm-hmm. go to mass or whatever you need to do in the church yeah i think i was thinking of a similar point which is that i don't know if you guys ever had this experience in your parishes but because mine did have a catholic school connected to it there was a double-edged sword where the kids who had that shared catholic um background or, or education growing up were the kids that went to the school and so like i i remember at one point or a few points, I might have, I saw, like, some kids that I played hockey with, but didn't go to school with, at, like, confirmation retreats, oh, or yeah. first communion things, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I forgot, like, you're also Catholic, I just, I just, because I don't see you at everything else, because that's everything I did that was Catholic was associated with the school, yeah. like, they just didn't really get the same education, unless, or the same background, unless they, their parents made them do RE on the weekends, you know, yeah, religious ed, um, and so I just, I feel like, for us, at least, I know it, it did make a big difference in terms of how people were comfortable with or familiar with the faith was if they went to Catholic school, they got a good dose of it. But if they were just kind of like doing it on the weekends and going to public school, not that that was bad, but they almost like suffered because all the resources were put into the school. 
and not to them, or, or the parents didn't make them go. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think it's, like, so unique for each family. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny because the kids who would go to, we called it CCD. Yeah. We did too. It was either Sundays after 10 a.m. mass or Monday after, mm. like, 3.30, so after school got out. So there, there was a lot of kids in it. And then once I got to high school, some of those kids who had gone to public school for K-8 through mm-hmm. came to our Catholic high school, and they were like, oh, I used to sit in your desk. Yeah, or like, and you never knew. so-and-so always had the messiest desk. Or we, like, hated the CCD kids because they would always steal our pencils or yep. things Same. like that. That didn't yeah. happen to us. We would, like, turn our desks around so they couldn't go through them. But just yeah. things yeah. like that. We were like, oh, we are kind of all connected. Or, like, you, I saw a picture of, like, the kids I was comp confirmed with i'm like i went to high school with some of those kids but i didn't go to k through eight like yeah i didn't realize we all did that together exactly yeah yeah no ours our ccd was on wednesday nights and so on thursdays we would all like take stock of mm-hmm. what was missing or someone would like scribble on your desk and yeah totally like, what they leave, Why? You, they leave you a note or yeah something. they leave you a note or like i don't know we always had like ended up with like trash in our desks always why can't you just like throw away or they rearrange all the desks so you like go to sit down you're like this isn't my desk and so the whole classroom's kind of a mess do you see what i mean though how like when you have a school at your parish it it, like naturally makes those two groups though the like those who are in it and those who aren't and not that it's meant to segregate them it's just like it's just different yeah, it's and kind of, I think that's, that's where, like, that. good, like, children's choirs or youth groups yeah. or things are could be really good because really that's the where gap. they can come together and 100%. overlap. Or, like, community events. Like, there, there are sports teams in my parish. I don't know about yours, but, like, it's, like, the Ave basketball team and volleyball team. No, you can only play on them if you go to the school. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we had a lot of youth groups, though. A lot of my friends, Boys um, yeah. a lot of my friends in middle school, like, didn't you know, didn't go to, to St. Peter's and they met them in youth group. So that's really good. I like that. Yeah. Our youth group was quite small, so not many people went. Yeah. We also had vacation Bible school, which was like a week <laughs> during the summer. That's right. That you would meet a lot of people who you recognized from church, but maybe like if their parents didn't talk to your parents, I don't know totally. why you would interact. Right. Um, totally, totally. So that was always funny. That's always fun because I did that for a long time. I did that into college where I would like lead the vacation Bible school so kids would still know who I was, but I was like, I don't know any of these kids anymore. I used to know everyone at that school, and then I aged out. <laughs> Graduated so long ago. Well, thanks for sharing, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's funny to hear these stories, because to us, they have a lot in common, but as you were saying, Catherine, compared to Irish parishes, that's quite different, yeah. isn't it? Nothing's like... I think that's what I've kind of been my mantra since moving here is, it's mm-hmm. different. It's not weird or wrong. It's just a different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, any funny anecdotes from you guys' home parishes? Anything zany that's happened? I have a horrible story that's going to make you cringe oh. from my confirmation. Oh, boy. I might have already told you guys. Go ahead. But react like you've never heard it before. Okay. In my confirmation, our bishop, Bishop Blair, may he rest in peace, he would... Um, There'd be maybe like 70 kids at Mass, maybe 50, and he would choose a boy and a girl, and he would ask them questions in front of everyone during the Uh-oh. homily, which is Did just not fair. Yeah. They'd always kind of put the Catholic school kids like towards the front, because we just knew more, let's be honest. They we just knew better. the answers, yeah. and they knew who knew the answers. So, of course, Bishop Blair would like, go to the back, where the kids who, it was a little iffier. So this kid goes up during my confirmation, and Bishop Blair's like, Okay, what was the event where, you know, the Holy Spirit came down upon the apostles? Maybe that wasn't the question, but the answer was Pentecost. So he's sitting there and everyone in the congregation's like, oh, this is going awkward silence. And you could tell he doesn't know it. And everyone in the congregation goes, Pentecost, Pentecost like trying to give They're him whispering to like it. trying to give him the answer. So people are like saying Pentecost and he goes, um, Holocaust? No. And we <laughs> just gasped, and we were like, end it now, please stop. I don't remember how the bishop saved it, moment. but we were like, oh. Well, he put his foot no. in his mouth by asking. So. Whatever catechism classes failed, like, yeah. so. I know, that's pretty bad. Um, it, was, it was pretty, it was pretty shocking. 
I'm it's, trying to think if there's any other fun. My confirmation, the bishop would, like, pick two letters to read in front of you. Like, had to write him a oh. letter um, ahead of time about, like, why you wanted to get confirmed mm-hmm. and, like, your confirmation sponsor and, like, all this other stuff. And he read mine. And, mm. um, and one of the lines, I had been talking about my aunt who I spent a lot of time at her house since my mom worked full-time. And I think the line was, my aunt Doris practically raised me, and my whole family was there. And my mom was like, oh, and Aunt Doris thought it was great. And then my godfather, who was there, was like, who's um, Aunt Doris's his mother. Um, He was like, are you, why would you say that my mom raised you? How old were you? I was, uh, must have been 12 or 13 because I was in eighth grade. It was, it was. Like, I didn't think it was going to be read in front of the whole congregation. It was, it was that I don't think I understood. The prompts. No, no. I don't think I understood, um, the, like, implications of my aunt practically raised me because that makes it sound like my mom didn't raise me. And, you know. That's not what you meant. That's not what I meant. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Maddie. You just shouldn't put 12-year-olds on the spot like that. No, you should It should be very low stakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very low. Mm-hmm. For my brother Thomas's confirmation, I, he may have asked me to be a sponsor in advance, but then for John Patrick, it was the day of, I just finished net, and he was, my mom was like, he never asked anyone to be a sponsor. Will you be a sponsor? I was like, Okay, no, John can come to me and yeah. ask me to be a oh, sponsor. Yeah. She's like, fine. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, he should be prepared for this. And my mom was like, you need to get it together and just go be his sponsor. Because who else is going to be it at this point? Like, he looks up to you. I was like, fine, I'll be his sponsor. I was such a brat. So it was John and Tom and John. It's true, nice. though, because, like, for me, my brother is the same, where I didn't have any older relative in Denver to ask. Yeah. Like, and so I had to go find somebody to be my sponsor but when alec came around she's like oh just pick shane he did all the work already and so i was his sponsor and uh, yeah same thing where he got off easy could you not choose your parents no oh that's interesting you could choose your parents i didn't have any relatives in town so yeah my family was big on picking your godparents yeah i chose my godmother yeah all of them were like in town anyway so um Mm -hmm. my my godfather was my confirmation sponsor yeah and yeah. Not sure who mine was, but or my my godparent. Oh, I was like, you don't know who my sponsor was, but wait, you um, don't know who your godparents? Are? Not sure who my godfather is. I know oh, my godmother, okay. but my mom isn't sure either. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, I brought this up before. I think I brought it up. I've before. never heard this. Yeah, my for a time we were really unsure who. Well, I think we still are unsure who my godfather is, and we thought we figured it out, but it's actually my brother's godfather. And so we don't. I, I'm still not sure who I my godfather is. Like, it's are there sense. pictures from that day? Probably. I just haven't seen him. So. My mom doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know. You can ask her. What? You, <laughs> is that written on a baptismal certificate? I hope it is yeah. somewhere. You should look into that. Yeah, Do you it'd know be that? in Baltimore. I don't know who we knew back then. Oh, Baltimore. So, I forgot. There's, there's such a brief part of our lives. I don't know who my parents knew. Like, maybe a relative, but... I don't know who that would be. What um, day were you baptized, you know? Nope. You should look that up, too. <laughs> I should find well, cert. I've seen my birth cert, but not my baptism that's cert. That's crazy. Um, let me think. Any other crazy stories at our parish? I mean, one thing that's interesting is in the way that... Did you mention how one of the people in your parish, Maddie, believed they saw the face of Jesus in a host, right? Yeah. And, and, exactly. Um for something that wasn't an apparition like that, not really an apparition, but an image that appeared in our parish was, um, we, our, our, our roof is like, um, like a barn roof, so to speak, where it meets at a point in the mm-hmm. top, but at the ends where the, um, the gables are, there's just windows instead of like walls. So like there's these triangle windows at, up in the top by the roof at each end. And the one in the back, to my knowledge, I think about that one, um, Somewhere in, like, the mid-2000s, someone saw an image of the Holy Spirit in the form of, like, a dove's imprint, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And so they started to, like, make that incorporated into our parish, where we had, like, paintings of this white dove imprint on the walls, and it was used as a motif. Um, Like, 
I couldn't help but kind of laugh, though. I, I never saw the original, not laugh at the devotion, that's not yeah. it, but, but at the original image, because um, what it was is a bird had flown into our window, and it was say. so dusty that it left a mark. And so... Like a half-dead bird. Yeah, and so, like, this bird died. And it, like, got... Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, like, I'm totally for devotions to the Holy Spirit, but it was just the inspiration was kind of ironic. We have the Dodd King and Dairy Girls. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, it's Mary Cry. That's a very similar <laughs> vibe. I'm getting... it, yeah, it made me laugh. I'm sorry. But I, again, like, it's a beautiful uh, thingy otherwise. But um, that and in our first school play when I was in our school, they did it in the, the church space because mm-hmm. we didn't have any gym or anything. Um, and they had, they had every single class in the school that there was at the time do a part. Um, I don't think it was a, a religious play for this time, though most years it was. Because like, one of the classes played penguins. And I don't think there were any penguins in any of the biblical what do you mean stories. They played penguins. So what I mean is, when I was in kindergarten, I, the kindergartners played angels, and we got these like pipe cleaner halos to put on our heads, and we wore so white. Cute. So that was we fun. Did that too. But I was super jealous of the fifth graders because they got to be the penguins. And I don't know how they got all these, but they were all given roller skates, and they all got to skate what? down the main aisle of the church and around the pews. How old were they? <laughs> fifth grade, I fifth guess. Fifth grade. So like. Wow. I That's was, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, for the fifth that was the oldest kids at the school at the time, though, because we didn't mm-hmm. have the upper classes yet, and so I was just really jealous that I wasn't to be part of that because I played ice hockey and roller hockey, and I knew how to rollerblade, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can imagine, not all of them were good rollerbladers, so some of them were like just taking their time yeah. coming down. <laughs> you know, other ones were doing better than the other guys. But what? Like, Wait, they were penguins. There were penguins on yeah. the plates? And so it was like, you know, that comic of like penguins ice skating? Like, uh, yeah. you just, it's like an imaginative thing. Penguins don't really do it, but they well, they somehow thought putting them on rollerblades meant they were. Penguins were <laughs> at the first Christmas. We weren't there. We don't know. I don't remember what the rest of the play was. All I knew was my part and the penguins. And so I don't actually know what else happened. Yeah. Um, but it was super late. I remember my parents were very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, your parents. <laughs> the thing is, the kindergarten right. is such a small role. After we walked in and just like appeared in the center of the, of the room, yeah. we all went and sat with our families, and that was it. Oh, <laughs> our so angel penguins different it was at our like kindergarten kindergarten graduation she put that in quotes yeah i'm putting everything in quotes today (laughs) but um no we would sing have you guys ever heard that song that's like i believe there are angels among us no i've never heard that no that's like who sings that Mm, let me see but we would we like is it really a religious song though I don't think so. <laughs> uh, type, see. type, type. Figure out where this is from. Google. 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 Google? It's by someone called, some band called Alabama. Oh, <laughs> uh, we can listen to it after this podcast. <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's, we would walk into that. And then we would do like, one little, two little, three little angels, you know. Well, yeah. honestly, anything little kids do when they sing it is pretty dang cute. Yeah, that's, that's true. They they taught us the lyrics to this weird, this Angels Among Us song, so. Oh. How did they teach you guys the lyrics? Because for us as kindergartners, we didn't, we were, how did I put this? We didn't know how to learn lyrics well enough, so they gave us these, like, huge you know in football games where on the sides people have the huge boards with oh, plays yeah. on them yeah they they gave us one of those in the front pew and and instead of writing words there were symbols for the words oh, so really so holy with a pair of jeans with a hole in it no <laughs> no <Stop. laughs> no you're lying no i'm not my music teacher made that and she was really sweet but like she thought it was clever because the kids needed a way to remember the That's words, and so, so she moved her finger along and mouthed the words. I think it'd to be the more symbols. helpful just to sing it to them over and over, yeah. and then have someone sitting there who's like Clearly the over enunciating and helping. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what we we did, and then still in the day, a lot of us going. Yeah, that's you why. get a little bit of that's stage, why we right? had the symbols. But like, <laughs> no, but, no, it was super cute anyway, and most of us knew the lyrics because we practiced it like every day for a while. Yeah, and um, the teachers hate that song by the end. Yeah, and they do it every year. I think they still do it. Oh at the, my school. gosh, I would lose yeah, my no. mind. So I feel like <laughs> it probably is still happening. It's <laughs> funny. I just remember us. once in first grade you had 
was it seventh grade buddies? And so during our mm. Christmas thing, we, during, we, um, we were like during the three wise men part and it was like star of wonder, star of my, anyway, we all put, um, sunglasses on and we got to like pose and it was funny. Our, t- our music teacher was so good. She would like have all of us wear different things, but it wasn't like crazy for parents to, you know, buy so or do. Yeah. The roller skates. I'm like, how did they yeah, get I everyone how you manage <laughs> yeah. roller skates? No. Oh, I, for, I roller skates were so fun when I was a kid. I it's don't know. still fun. So dangerous. Yeah, I don't see many in Ireland, but I'd like, like to skate. I like going to roller skating rinks. There's one there. Yeah, that's good. But I'm pretty sure every birthday party I ever went to at a roller skating rink, someone broke so their arm. Yeah, 100%. Someone got hurt. Yeah, I think I know. I can what? name like five people right now. I never need to break an arm, but I had lots Whether of it's like a kid or someone's parent who like was out there and shouldn't have been like falling. And they had to close our roller rink because so many people like hurt themselves at it. What? I think someone broke his elbow ice skating once on a field trip, but that's the worst yeah. thing that ever happened. Yeah. Also, yeah. we had monkey bars at my school and people would break their arm on that all the time until they that's, finally took it yeah. down. No, our school still has the monkey bars. But we had we, a tire swing that yeah. got taken away. Oh, that would have been so fun. Yeah. I remember when student we were on student council, we were like, we're going to petition to get swings at school. We want swings. Like, that's <laughs> what people, no power. people would run on that <laughs> platform. Oh it's like, you're 12. You can't get swings at <laughs> yeah, school. You're, Stop. You're a puppet for the teachers to run the school. That was so fun. <laughs> you don't have any power. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, it's so true. All right. This is the longest we've Oh, just no. Well, we're gonna cut out a minute. Hour and eight phone minutes. Call, so. <laughs> so we hope you have a great February. What's today? Yeah, and fifth. If you guys don't know your Godfather, go out there and find yeah, out. Yeah, find out who your <laughs> Godfather is. Your for the week. Maddie's is our confirmation some... sponsor. I know who mine is. Let's shout start out to un- let's start shout a, out to my uncle. Can we start Michael? like an online trend. Like, can you my guys discover Ellen. who mine is for me? Just like no, no our viewers, our viewers. Like, it's like I hashtag just, who's. I'm just confused that. how you guys don't know. It wasn't important to us, and it should have yeah. been, but it wasn't. There's no pictures from your. No, there are, but I haven't. We haven't found them in a long time. Oh, so. gotcha. I guess my mom's just really organized and has all those in- implying my albums. mom is <laughs> no she, i don't know if you're like i don't know where the no, she has are. my brothers she just doesn't have mine and so i don't know oh, where it really. is really ours is the opposite the older kids have all the stuff and the young yeah, kids yeah are... so i don't think it's i think it's around we just haven't found it and so yeah, yeah so that's my challenge to all of you find out who your godfather is yeah, our and then too. just <laughs> comment down below who your godfather yeah, is comment on the podcast email us Comment on our Instagram. Send Maddie a personal Follow message. Well, send an Cross email, actually. Yeah. Someone send us an email someone, to this email. Oh, what'd they say? No, I podcast. said someone, please. Oh, yeah. Be the first person talk to breed. send us an email. Yeah. It's talkbreed at gmail.com. That's right. Yeah, and we'll send you a prize. And, and we'll you, tell you who your godfather is. And if you can't find... We'll tell you who your godfather is. We'll send you a like, copy we of... Can't. We'll send you a copy of the godfather. Yeah, I, we're not making yeah, promises Mad, like Maddie this. Maddie has a whole fund dedicated to this prize. I do not. <laughs> it's um, coming out of her personal funds. We, we have a $6 million endowment. And if you can't find Google Gmail, just, okay, just go on to Google this. and hit Gmail email. We love Gmail you all. Pray email. for us. We're praying for you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.